John, it's a tough day at the office. You're fresh from your result. Um, really, I mean, what, what has to be a, a tough year, but a positive year of ch reflecting change and reflecting the competitive t uh, state of the market, uh, certainly in energy in Australia. Look, uh, thanks, Will. Look, it's been a, a tough outcome for shareholders to see the uh, statutory loss that we've reported today. Uh, and what I've assured them, however, is that the underlying, profitable, uh, under, underlying profitability is still there. The cash generation is still there. And what we're doing now with our back to basic strategy over the last six months, we're rebuilding the business and now growing back into the future. But certainly, as you say, some tough decisions have been made, mostly non-cash, but that's led to a large statutory loss. My view is we are a stronger and fitter business. You know, we're a stronger and fitter team and I think we've got a better and brighter outlook for the future. Well, it reads to me like you've got an eye on the market and you're positioning a business for the opportunities that present in this 21st century landscape of turmoil, change and disruption. I mean, we can see that reflected in markets pretty much all over the world. So again, I don't think the, uh, the headlines that we're hearing today are unusual for this time of the year or even perhaps this, um, this state of or this global uh, market environment. But I would say that the space you play you know, the data you have, the service you provide, the efficiencies you bring to market are probably not well understood by the community at large. Well, I think you can be right. I think for a long time, energy has been one of those set and forget type of uh, procurement requirements for a business. We need to keep the lights on for most uh, organisations and we become, it's almost like a grudge purchase in a business. Yes, you've got to pay for the energy bill. But I think with the increase in prices and the increase in risk in the market, you know, we've seen Costa just announced during this last week that they're having to invest in diesel gensets just to make sure they can keep their fruit and vegetables fresh before it goes to market because they're concerned about what's going to happen this summer with the outlook for the energy market. So you're right. I think we've gone from a business where we can say, let's, let's do a deal, let's try and secure our energy price, let's try and do a good price, to now we've got to secure our energy future. So we're working with our customers to help them take control of their energy needs and that's the value that we can help. So the we things that we do for our customer, make sure that we can reduce their energy costs, lower their emissions and increase the value of their assets. Okay, so if we talk, we, we spoke about Costa. I mean, if Costa's thinking about it, no doubt so is Harris Farm, so is Aldi, so is Woolworth, so is Coles. I mean, are, are there other providers I've missed here? No, I think you've spotted, you've, you've covered the market. And look, it is a real challenge for Australian business. And that's why they're having to take those decisions. Now, I referred in the annual results to Desonia. So they're uh, a terrific organisation around Australia and they're utilising their roof space. And one thing I would say to customers now or anyone listening, if you've got a roof, and you don't have solar panels on it, you're wasting your roof. Because the economics have shifted and changed. And right now for businesses, commercial industrial rooftops are the fastest growing segment. But it's happening for two reasons. The economics of large uh, format uh, solar have improved because perversely energy prices have been increasing. So it's actually improved it. The second thing it does is it gives more control so if you can imagine the customers feeling better about the fact they're less reliant on that traditional grid power for the supply of electricity. Okay, so extend on that a little bit. So you've spoken about power, you've spoken about solar. We sort of haven't really touched on storage. Um, we're kind of alluding to the fact that the, uh, these guys are feeding a little bit back into the grid. So, you know, we're seeing this, the economics shift again, you know, from infrastructure perhaps to, uh, or, you know, back in, straight back into cost saving. Well, I think you're right, and I think you've touched on a point. That we and the and the elephant in the room is batteries, right? I think it's 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 kind of like the thing that we're all really excited about. We can solve this problem because when the wind blows, when the sun shines, and we don't need that power, then how do we store it and make it available for another day? 
Now, batteries is the most often barbecue test for me. So when, when should I buy a battery at home? And for our business customers, when should they install batteries? And look, I think it's a bit more sobering news on that. I think one thing to put this in context, you remember, remember those Tesla Powerwalls? You can still buy them. They look really cool. They sit on the side of your house at the garage. How well do they work, John? They, look, they work well. They're probably still not economic. But I want to put it in context. Snowy Hydro already has the equivalent capacity of 143 million Tesla Powerwalls. So when you need a solution for Australia and energy storage, we've already got that storage. And we know that's not enough. So we need to invest. Snowy Hydro 2.0 is a really important initiative, but it comes with some other risk. And the risk is weather. The risk is water. So we've still got significant risks and challenges that exist for energy policy for Australia into the future. And while ever that happens, there's a role for energy action to help our customers navigate that minefield and make a good decision on the future. And let's face it, it's all about a good decision, and which is basically an insights-driven activity which feeds directly back into the work that you guys have been doing in the business, no doubt, to unpack the stories that you can actually tell to customers, which is basically their story, you know, their data usage. And we work with that data. So we, we do, uh, you know, the data is, is, is key. And the terrific thing with Energy Action is 20 years of that assembled data, in, analytics, insights, so we can help customers use their data to unlock value in their business. So we invite customers to have these discussions with us. We can work with them to not only get a good price, but use their, their energy more wisely, more efficiently, take advantage of the right tariffs so they can be best positioned to make their investments and make a good decision going forward. So John, when you think about your business today, I mean, clearly, you know, you've, you've taken something on, you've made some change, but I mean, do you, a lot of people like to sort of immediately jump into this disruptive, enabling you know, environment of big tech, you know, where do you sit in that landscape and how do you integrate back into that world to get the best of other people's services? I think you're right. You've tapped into there. Sometimes uh, people today talk about uh, robotics. They talk about AI. They talk about big data. But for me, it's about using the data that we've got. And that's the key. That's the insights that we have and we can unlock and create value for customers. So for me, AI is interesting, uh, but uh, that's artificial intelligence, but it's the uh, intelligence of our people to help customers make real decisions with their data that makes a difference for our customers. John, thanks for speaking with us today. Cheers, thanks Will.